0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Level the Field Leadership. I'm very happy that you have decided to join me today because I am going to be talking about something that was actually kind of an impromptu topic. I had something else planned, and then this other thing came along, and I was like, you know what? We probably need to just go ahead and talk about it. So we are going to review three things that are hindering your team from being effective. So just just hang on because I know some of you are like, ugh, teamwork, and I get it but there's a reason why maybe your team isn't functioning the way that it should, and we're going to get to it here in just a minute. So the whole purpose of this podcast, as many of you know, is to help you level the field of challenges you encounter in the work environment by having the tools necessary to correct those issues. I do believe that workplace burnout is very real, and anything we can do to reduce burnout fatigue in our leadership roles will ultimately have a positive impact on our team. I do try to post new episodes on the second and the fourth Tuesday of the month, so just make a mental note of that somewhere in your noodle. Um, If this is not your first episode, I truly appreciate you coming back and um, just the support that you give to me and um, how you share this podcast with others. It it means more than I really have the words to articulate. And if this is your first episode, then hopefully you decide to come back. Hopefully you find something useful. And um, as of this episode, this is episode 63. So you've got 62 other episodes that you can take a look at. Um, I'm working on a book. It's a slow process, but once I have things a little bit more solidified, I'll be sure to keep everyone updated. Um, that way you can continue to grow in various outlets um, from, to, you know, to make yourself a better leader. And as you guys know, I do like to base all of our topics around scripture. So today's scripture is Philippians 2, 3 through 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. And I thought that this was really fitting because when you're in a team environment, it's not all about you, right? Like there are other people that are counting on you, but we're all trying to move toward a common goal. And so we have to have a little bit of humility and show support towards our fellow colleagues um, whenever we're all trying to accomplish the same goal. So, all right, before we dive too, too far into this topic, before I give you the three things that are hindering your team, I want for you to stop for just a minute and picture yourself back in high school. I know for some of you, this is kind of cringe. And for some of you, this is like, yay, best time ever. But remember whenever your high school teacher would assign a group project? So she'd tell the entire class, all right, we're going to have a team project and you're going to work in groups of four and then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if you were like me, the minute she said that, you immediately had anxiety. Why? Because you knew that in the end, you'd be the one ended up doing most, if not all of the work. Everyone else, we get the same grade as you. And for the rest of the class year, you'd have resentment toward these people. And it was like, ugh, why? Why? You should have just told me to do it by myself. I'd have done it by myself. Right. Well, guess what? Things are not different now that we're adults. <laughs> so <laughs> oftentimes not a lot changes from the time, you know, those team dynamics in high school to the team dynamics in the work environment. And we all have a lot of responsibilities to manage. So I really want to be, you know, upfront and say that. And so I don't think that people intentionally go into a situation to, to intentionally not be a team player. It's just one of those things that happens and little by little people start to fall off little by little things, you know, that, that dynamic, that, that, that happiness that you had, you know, you were gung ho right at the very beginning. Um, and then all of a sudden you look around, you're like, okay, I'm the only one that's still doing anything. So we as leaders, and I say we, because you don't need a title to be a leader. Anybody can be a leader exactly where they're at. I will say this until my last breath, but we as leaders are not going to let this thing happen to the, to us on our teams. So if we're on some sort of committee, if we're on a group project, um, or even if you're trying to get your team to finish some sort of you know, department goal that all of you are working on, we're we're not going to allow that breakdown to occur. Okay. now I will say that whatever plan you have, it's likely not going to go the way you plan. So we do need to have some sort of game plan, some sort of contingency for whenever changes need to to arise or, you know, whenever that that curveball comes out of nowhere. But I want for us to primarily focus on three things that are most likely hindering your team from being effective. Okay. So if you're on a team um, with other people, this is going to be helpful. But I also want for you to take a look at it from a leadership perspective. So, again, you don't need a title to be a a leader, but anytime that you're working in a team, the dynamics are a little bit different. Okay. So I am totally here for it. We're going to not carry the same stress and, and issues in 2023 into 2024. We're totally going to address things, and we're going to make sure that we as leaders are thriving, and then also our teams are thriving as well, all right? Okay, so let's go ahead and get into it. Item number one, one of the big, big things that are hindering your team for being effective is that there's a breakdown in communication. So again, a lot of times we'll have these teams, they start off really strong. The first couple of weeks, everyone is motivated and excited to see the project go through, But I In my classes, whenever I teach on motivation and emotion, oftentimes those things can be like a sparkler. So you've got 30 seconds of, woo, yay, sparkle, 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 and then boom, before you know it, you're left with a stick in your hand and it's not so fun anymore. Other little demands start to come up, other responsibilities start to emerge. And so your team, very naturally, it's going to be hard for them to keep that motivation going. It's going to be hard to keep the sparkler alive. Okay, but you're not 100 percent sure maybe what Brad meant that in that last team meeting. And, and, you know, you had to let the group know that you're going to miss the next meeting because your daughter's got a doctor's appointment. And, you know, and it's not just you, but then there are there are other people that are having the same things that are going on. And then over time, these small little hiccups in communication lead to big gaps in communication. So as many of you know, I like to play golf. And every golfer knows the sweet spot of a club. Like there's something about it, whenever you hit the ball, it's perfect, it's effortless. The ball has that beautiful blue line that you see on t- TV by the pros, which by the way, if I could ever find a ball that actually gives me that blue line, that would be great. But you have to have to have to hit your ball on the sweet spot. If you hit the ball anywhere a half or a quarter of an inch in any direction on the club, it is literally going to send your ball out into an area that you likely will need the FBI to be able to go find it. Okay. So communication is super, super valuable. Um, and it, and it does need to begin on a very small basis. So if you're trying to fix your, if you're trying to fix communication after there's already been a lot of animosity on your team, that's going to be a bigger upheaval than if you would just address the issue whenever it first emerged. So just small comments like, hey, let me make sure I understand you correctly. Or can you clarify your that point? Or um, just so we're all on the same page. Let, let's just kind of recap where we're at so far. Like little comments like that can help make sure that we're all moving in the right direction. Because if you don't make that comment, so let's say I never bothered to say, let me make sure I understand you correctly all I then do is operate on an assumption that I think I know what this other person said. And then, you know, I'm, I'm one day removed working on something that they told me th- to do. And then I'm two days and then I'm three days. And then before you know it, I'm two weeks doing something different. And then whenever I meet up with this individual again, I'm so far off basis that I totally missed the mark. Whereas if on that day one, if I'd said, let me make sure I understand you correctly, we fix those small, misunderstandings and communication, then two weeks later, I'm where I'm supposed to be instead of being completely off the mark. So just like your ball has to hit the sweet spot of the club if you're playing golf, your communication needs to hit the sweet spot as well. So just something to think about. So that's item number one. And if we don't address item number one, then you're gonna start to see item number two emerge. And item number two is when a team has conflict Over roles and responsibilities. So again, I really believe this issue begins with the leader. So the leader should really and truly be giving clear instructions for what he or she expects from the team, okay? Even if there's no official leader assigned, you know, if it is a team project, then the group should elect some sort of captain, point person, lord of the manor, whatever label you want to give the individual to help keep people organized and be the driver for communication. So Going back to that item number one, communication on the team is very important. And if the only thing this person does is send out consistent notice about the status of the group and provide meeting minutes, they are providing guidance for the rest of the team. So in these notes or conversations, it can be clearly stated who's responsible for what. So let's just say that we're all going to plan a party of some sort. So I can, you know, be the person that says, all right, Adam is going to bring pizza. Lisa's gonna bring the drinks, Terry's gonna bring the utensils, plates, and cups. Um, Paige is gonna make sure we have music and the equipment to listen to the music, and Chase is gonna send out invitations and confirm RSVPs. So when you set things up this way, each person has their specific task they're going to focus on. So not only does this relieve the individual, the burden of having to do everything, but then they can focus on the one thing that they're responsible for and they can focus on doing it very, very well, right? And you can also confirm who did not do their portion of the work. And if something fails, like we have a point person that we can then go and have a conversation with and say, look, Lisa, you said that you would be the one to bring the drinks. And now we all have this pizza and nothing to wash it down with. Right. So we've got to make sure that things are clearly labeled and that people clearly know what they're going to be responsible for. On the flip side of that, too, we have to make sure that if somebody volunteers to do some aspect of the project, that they're not overstepping or completely outside of their comfort zone. So let's say Paige is responsible for doing the music and the equipment to listen to the music, but we can clearly see that maybe Paige is struggling. So that's when we, as the leader, can go to that that person and say, "Hey, Paige, I noticed that you don't have an update as far as the music and the technology and the Bluetooth and et cetera, et cetera. Like, what's going on? Have you just fallen behind? Um, you know, what what is it that we can help you with?" And at that point, she could say yeah, you know what, Rachel, you assigned me to do this, but I I don't know anything about technology. I'm not comfortable doing this. Well, as the leader, I can then know, oh, well, I know for a fact that maybe Terry is really good at doing the Bluetooth stuff. So maybe I reach out to Terry and say, hey, Terry, Paige is struggling. And you don't want to necessarily give Terry um, Paige's responsibility. So Terry shouldn't have to bring all the utensils for us to eat our pizza and also do the music. Like now you're just distributing work and now we're back to high school, right? Instead, it should be an element where Terry maybe takes the time to teach Paige, here's how you do this thing. That way Paige learns a skill. We make sure that things are taken care of for our project and Terry doesn't feel like he's having to do double work, okay? So there has to be a really delicate balance. There's gotta be that, that conversation. Again, going back to item one, where things have to be clearly communicated. And if they're not, then stuff doesn't get accomplished. People feel discouraged. They feel like they're doing somebody else's work. And then like I said, this is how you you develop frustration within your team. And then you start to really have that breakdown in overall workplace culture. So those are the first two items. Communicate, communicate, communicate. And then also a conflict over roles and responsibility. So who is doing what? The last item, I touched on it just a little bit when I was giving you that example with Terry and Paige, but the big one, and this is a really, really big one, is that a lack of accountability. So let me just say that one more time for the people in the back. There is definitely a lack of accountability. If you start to see things that are going south on your team, it's really, really important that you as a leader take a look at who is doing what. And if you see that people are not upholding their end of the bargain, then you need to have a conversation with that person. All right, so let's approach this from multiple angles. If you are on the team, you do have a responsibility to follow through with your part. So, you know, the the offensive line, whenever they take the field for the football game, you know, whenever the ball is hiked, they don't just stand up and let their quarterback get pounded. Well, they shouldn't, I should say. If they take the field, it's understood that they have a job to do and they're going to do it to the best of their ability every single day, every play. The same is true on any team that you're on. So if you agree to join a team, if you agree to be on that committee, if you agree to help with whatever the project is, then you really and truly should be giving 100% at whatever it is that you're committed to do. So go to the meetings, respond to the emails, and at a minimum, encourage other people, show appreciation for what others are doing, and continue to ask, how can I help? How can I assist? If you are the leader and you see people are not upholding their end of the team's needs, then you should set up a time to speak with them about it. It's not appropriate to address it in the the team's meeting. So when everybody's together, this is a time when you, as the leader, have a one-on-one conversation with the person and say, "Look, I can see X, Y, Z item is happening. Help me understand where you're at. Do you just not want to do this anymore? What can we do to support you?" Um, and there could be some some personal dynamics that are going on with the individual. Maybe that's why they're not engaged. But having dead weight on the team is not going to be helpful. If there's a way to get them to maybe do something else or to help them to be unstuck, then that's great. Um, whatever it is that you as a leader can do, and that's going to be different depending on your organization and your projects you're working on and things like that, then that's great. But the absolute worst thing that you could possibly do is ignore the issue, because quite frankly, everyone is going to see that you're ignoring the issue and then you're going to lose credibility as the leader. Because, I mean, if if you are not going to hold them accountable to do their job, why in the world should I continue to do mine? You know, you as you as a leader, if you see something, you have got to address it, because I can promise you the rest of the people on your team, they see it. And if they see you not addressing it, it's going to be worse. So team dynamics are very complex. You've got different personalities, different agendas, different work ethics, and we're all trying to do this thing to try to hopefully reach a goal. But once a week, it's really important to take some time to have the team to come together to talk about communication, talk about accountability, and to ask people about their progress for these different roles and responsibilities that they have for this project that everybody's working on. So small moments to really assess the process can help ensure the team produces quality work overall. And doing so will help ensure that these strong relations are formed instead of having resentment that will completely permeate and just wipe out your work environment, okay? So hopefully that gives you a couple of things to think about. If you know that there's areas within your team that are not functioning the way that that they should be, um, I hope that you take either item one, two or three and address it. Address it now. Don't wait any longer. Address it. Address it um, because being on a team that's not functioning properly is just miserable. And we're not trying to have any misery in 2024. We're trying to keep burnout at bay and doing these things to help your team thrive will be super, super helpful. So if you liked what you heard, make sure that you subscribe. Um, like I said, I do post on the second and the fourth Tuesday of every month. You can find this content wherever you're listening to the sound of my voice. Please share it with another person in your circle who wants to improve their leadership. Um, you can take a screenshot, tag me in the screenshot. Um, I'm on Instagram, X, all the things. So all that information is in the show notes. Feel free to, to look me up. Um, I also have a website and you can, again, it's all in the show notes, RachelGallardo.net. but you can sign up to receive the monthly newsletter. And remember, you are made to be a leader right where you are, wherever you are leading. This podcast can help you level the field of challenges you face while we all work this journey of leadership. Take care of yourself. Take care of your team. You can 1000% do this. And until next time.